just in love. Hello and welcome back to Lost in Love with me, Jasmine Cox. Welcome back. It's been a while. I'm really sorry about that, but I needed to take a moment to think about some stuff, especially as I was getting some feedback from friends and strangers around my podcast. And I really wanted to take it in, absorb it, think about it, make changes where necessary, and then come back ready to record. Um, one of the things that one of my friends actually said to me, which I took on, was that it was a little bit clinical and that my style of recording didn't represent who I am and how I speak day to day, especially with some of my friends um, um, from London, South London, SE13 originally, Lewisham. And I guess after having not lived there properly for a few years now, um, finding my sound and how I present myself and speak I got lost somewhere, so had to take a moment and just come back to me. <laughs> Anywho, um, today, as I mentioned, the topic is going to be on relationships and money. Now, this is a contentious subject. I have had an opinion, changed my opinion, had numerous discussions with friends, family, strangers, students about this and it's an ever-changing view um i've just recently changed my view again and um yeah we're gonna go into this discussion and i think it does change on your age dating experience and of course what you want but i think the biggest things that separate people's point of views are whether they're just dating as opposed to being married or being male or female and at least um, in this sense just referring to those genders because those are the ones that I am familiar with so I've done some research additional research as I usually do whenever I speak on a topic um, but a lot of this will also come from personal experience and my friends experience or family's experience and just general conversations I've had with people over the years um, I guess let's start with dating. Um, dating in the sense that nobody is engaged or married and it's still pretty casual. Like, you know, after you've done your online dating, uh, reference to my last podcast, by the way, then um, you're figuring out where is money in the relationship and where does it place. And I guess the first thing we can start with is that first date. Um, and a lot of people agree that whoever invites the person on the date is the person who's going to be paying um, some sort of dating etiquette. People who are a little bit more traditional or old school, which does surprise me sometimes, especially with younger females that I meet, do still have this idea that men should pay regardless of who kind of sets up the date or who asks someone on the date or chooses the restaurant etc they think that it should be the man that pays i don't know how i feel about that as jasmine right now i am happy to pay half half 
but I do go back to the first idea that whoever invited the person implies at least that you will be taking them out or treating them out on the date. Um, I've also spoken to a lot of men who have described how major an influence culture can play into this kind of expectancy or pressure around who's paying and that in certain places around the world different countries will have this silent agreement that the man will always pay for every date going out regardless of whether it's the first date or not which I think is a, li- a little bit crazy and I definitely feel that there is some kind of unfair financial burden and that's not fair on the male just like I don't think it's fair for guys to pay more for door entry at a club I just don't understand it um and I also feel it's unfair for men to get the pressure to always pay for women's drinks again I just don't think that's fair and that's the same of how I feel around men paying for women on dates um one thing that's important to note as well is some women can feel anxious or confused or feel pressure around whether there's supposed to be some sort of sexual exchange um, in replacement for contributing towards a meal or the dates. Some women feel pressure if a guy pays for the date or dates that that means that the woman has to sleep with that person and I don't think that's right. I don't think it's fair. Um, At the end of the day it's just another for, format or version of sex in exchange for money, which at its core is prostitution. And I'm not saying that I disagree with prostitution. Um, however, if you're in a dating relationship, I don't think that you should have to do something if you don't want to do it. If somebody wants to have sex with someone, have sex with the person, but don't feel that you have to because you didn't pay for the meal. And I just don't think that men should expect that. And I don't think women should have to do that because they have not paid. I don't think it should be one or the or the other. Um, I guess what I found as well um, are kind of red flags. Um, just like there are normal dating red flags, for me there were kind of money red flags that I've seen or noticed as I've gotten older. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't actually even think about money and men until over the age of like, probably like 23, four, five. It was never a thing for me. I just, um, I, I was in a good position where I, I earned quite a lot of money um, at a young age due to being a professional dancer. So that kind of put me in a unique position, but I never, looked for a man that had lots of money and I never looked for a man that was going to give me financial security and stability like that wasn't one of the things that I was looking for so yeah I just always kind of found it interesting to hear women especially now that I meet who are younger than me who that's their primary goal and it just shocks me because that was never my kind of outlook at that age never um and even now I don't think that way but I understand 
different people's point of view much more um okay so we've covered the first date i guess it's it's fair to say that you know if you invite somebody you're paying if you're old school people will assume the man pays i don't agree with that but hey that's how some people think um when it comes to red flags i think the best way to kind of find out about these red flags are to just be open be open about your finances and your um, financial situation not just to start establishing and building relationships with this person and trust and transparency but it also shows them that you know you're creating a space which allows them to reciprocate and share their financial situation because that's the space you need to be in, in to know whether you can move forward you know are they saving for something or are they someone that is budgeting for a certain reason or you know do they have certain you know specific approaches to money or handling money it's more about just creating that financial awareness and um i think definitely as you get older that's something that's really important and i as well as lots of other women that i've spoke to in relationships pick up on this stuff straight away and i think it's important that both people in the relationship share that information um, otherwise the power and the control lies with the man traditionally um, around money how to spend money investments and then of course what happens if the relationship breaks down um, now if you're in a dating situation you can still have invested a lot of time and money and effort um, even if you don't reach that kind of marriage goal if that's what you want um, I've been in that situation where I've, I've put money into something more than the other person and for me that was not okay and I dealt with it the way that I did but what I'm saying for other people listening to this podcast is that you're, if you're dating somebody and you're unsure or you think that you know money is a taboo subject it's not and it shouldn't be and you should be open about your financial situation and you know starting to ask those questions here and there um about you know what your partner likes to spend money on for example me i'm a foodie i'll spend money on food because i love food it makes me happy food is life somebody else may think spending money on food i don't know like 50 dollars on a really good meal with drink and food and everything might be like crazy somebody else might be like i totally get it vice versa for someone else they might spend loads of money on on gaming consoles or some other form of of entertainment and the other person may totally disagree you need to know what your partner's spending habits are not necessarily for you to pass judgment but for you to get an understanding of what they may spend money on when you're in a serious relationship or married like there's no point waiting until later on to find that out it's time to find out now so i think during the dating kind of phase that's where you would need to start doing it and you don't need to do it in some scary way where you're kind of being over blunt and you know trying to make them answer like every question like a checklist that's not what i'm saying i'm saying if you're genuinely trying to get to know somebody and find out if you connect and are on a level to be together that should be incorporated or weaved into the normal day-to-day -day conversations that you would have with anyone, like your friends. You know, we care about them and we want to know that they're okay and vice versa. And so you would be having these conversations because you genuinely care. 
not to label someone or pass judgment, um, but to check in, you know, uh, money is a huge thing. We work for money and um, waiting until the last minute where you've already invested financially and emotionally is too late. Um, I guess, you know, after that point of dating, you are moving into the serious relationship and for others it's the you know marriage um chapter um and that's where i think it's important to have kind of joint expectations whether you're in the serious dating and of course in the marriage um relationship you need to have communication around finances financial habits financial goals things that make people anxious you know, um, I've dated people and I know other people who've been through similar experiences where someone likes to order out all the time and eat out all the time. And for me, I came from a family and an upbringing where eating out was a treat. And so the family unit and the family home was generally cooked meals day to day. And so you know, whenever I meet someone who chooses to eat out and order out all the time and I never see them cook, that gives me alarm bells and it makes me think, you know, red flag because I think to myself in the long term, in a long term serious relationship or marriage, would they do the same? Would they choose the shortcut of ordering and takeaways instead of like daily home cooked food? as well as it being kind of a central focus for like socialization and communication around a family, those are kind of things that I would be worried about. But again, we can't make those assumptions. You have to just have the conversation. Um, obviously gambling and knowing if somebody prefers to spend rather than save are all these kind of conversations that we should have, but it's about being transparent. But please note that even if you do just have a shared bank account, that that's not going to necessarily solve people's problems. It will be more transparent and open, but it doesn't actually solve a financial problem if there is one. Um, I guess different ways of looking at it could be, you know, do we split things 50-50? But even though this is um, fair in the sense that everything is half-half, um, I remember I read this meme a few weeks ago and it was about a woman who was claiming that if she's paying 50-50 every time she goes out for a date or goes 50-50 uh, on every meal that she has, then what is the benefit or difference from being in a relationship as opposed to being single? And I thought that was actually quite um, important what, what she said because I had always just said, you know, 50-50, like standard, that's normal. If not, I've paid, you know, um, whereas th in this case, she was saying, well, what is the benefit? What is the difference from me being in a relationship? And then I remember having all these conversations with my girlfriends about, is this, it, you know, should we feel guilty if we do want to be looked after or we do want to be taken care of? And then I think that connects to conversations around, you know, people who are super independent and they're used to doing everything for themselves. I think that that's just also something to do with just wanting a break, you know, when you're so used to doing everything by yourself, it's such a nice thing and rare for somebody else to do something for you. Um, and I think that that connects back to the idea of 50-50 and is there a difference? 
if you are always paying for everything yourself? And is there any guilt? Should there be any guilt if you do want someone just to look after you? So those were interesting conversations. Um, Another thing that I thought was important to talk about was the idea that whoever earns more has more of a say. Um, And it's kind of like equal to a money dictatorship almost, you know. Um, Traditionally, you know, the man would earn more and the woman would stay home because biologically she has the child and then you have breastfeeding if you want to do that. And then you had the maternity leave and men didn't have that option at the time. And, you know, those were kind of things in place. Now where things are changing, when women are slowly, you know, being offered more opportunities into leadership or senior roles, you know, whoever it is in the relationship who is earning more, does that necessarily equate to them saying where you eat, where you go on holiday, what you get to spend stuff on because they are um, contributing more technically financially. For me, I get the idea behind it, but essentially a relationship is a team. And I think if the person is with you and they understand your financial situation, they're not, and they shouldn't use that against you. That shouldn't be you earn less than me so you know that I earn more than you which means I'm going to have more of a say that shouldn't be the kind of way that the cards are are dealt and I think that if someone is doing that that they're forgetting that you are supposed to operate as a team and be on the same side you're not working against each other and and yes at one stage one person may be earning uh, more than you but what if someone then loses their job recently we've had and are still experiencing COVID-19 where people situation is very precarious and we can't guarantee where money is going to be coming in all the time so you know have those conversations those contingency plans around what if and I think if you have that keeping your communication open and transparent and honest that hopefully you'll find the person who should be with you and understands that money shouldn't be a taboo subject and you know considering a lot of marriages fall apart and relationships do based off of money I think the sooner you have that conversation in a non-judgmental safe space which is genuine and authentic and part of building the relationship with that person then we should be all good in the hood anywho Thanks for listening. Sorry, it was a long way. And please keep sending messages and feedback to me. And yeah, watch this space.